You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 177. In this episode, I'm doing on-air coaching with Kathy Vassell about how to transition from done-for-you services to online courses. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Kathy Vassell, who is in my Samba program. Kathy runs a social media marketing agency and is at full capacity with her time. She would like to scale her business, but isn't sure how. We tackle her challenge from two sides in this episode. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 177 to grab the show notes of this episode and find out how you can start to create your profitable online business. I'm very excited to be here with Kathy Vassell to do an on-air coaching call. Uh, you've been brave enough to come on the show. Thank you for joining me, Kathy. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm great. It's great to be here. So before we dive into your challenge, can you tell the audience what you do or want to do? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Kathy. As you can probably tell, I live in the UK. I run a social media consultancy called Socially Contented. I have about 20 years marketing experience. And I became freelance when I was made redundant. Mm, okay. Which Sigrun knows all about. Yeah. <laughs> we know how it is to be unemployed. And sometimes that's the kick in the butt we need to yeah. get going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it had a positive outcome for you. What is going on right now that you would like to discuss on this call? Okay. So right now, lucky for me, I am completely booked out um, as far as time goes. In fact, more than full-time hours, really, at the moment. So like all of us, I think, I would like to move on to that next stage, that elusive next stage, um, where I can start not selling my time for money and having some kind of recurring or passive income. Mm, great question. I love it. <laughs> From stage one to two to three of the seven stages of a profitable online business. Okay. So you're fully booked one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Does it mean that you have uh, customers on retainer and you're doing their social media marketing? Yeah, so it's a bit of that and a bit of strategy work. Yeah, okay. So they first need to understand where they're going and if they would like you to execute it and not themselves, they would go on a retainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing you can do is raise your prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That will, at first, uh, some clients will, uh, you know, go away and others will stay that really value your services. Do you feel that you have space, the opportunity to raise prices? Yes, I could raise them a little bit. For actual day-to-day -day management, it's difficult to raise them too much because obviously there's a lot of competition. But certainly for strategy, definitely there's room to raise. And for the odd bit of training or consultation that I do, yes, definitely room to raise them. So you mentioned competition. 
So I want to remind myself and you and everybody listening that ultimately when we are really good at what we do, there is no competition. So the people who shop around, they don't care if it actually they buy the service from you or someone else. But your fans, people who really like you as a person and the way you deliver the service and where you're responsive and, you know, always top of mind, they don't mind paying more. So just as a reminder, like I can understand where that comes from. And then you don't want to price yourself out of the market while you haven't figured out everything else and how to grow your business. But I would, yeah, I would question that if that's really, really true in terms of your best clients. Some clients will just pay, once they've found someone they like working with, they'll pay whatever it takes to stay with you. And I bet you have a few of those and you you would lose some, but the opportunity is there to check if that's really true. So the next time somebody comes along and wants your services, if you do have space, now we're gonna come to the shift in a moment, but I'm first looking at your current business. So you're fully booked, and you're probably still getting requests. So you can start to raise your prices towards the new people because you don't really have space for them anyway. So if they say no, there is no loss. So it's a good confidence practice, price confidence practice for you where you say, well, I don't care if they say yes or no. Mm -hmm. If they say yes, I wanna be really happy with the price that I've charged. Okay, so the reason I say raise prices when you are in this dilemma of being fully booked and you wanna take things to the next level, you need to create space. You need to create one day a week where you're not working for these clients, but you're building your own business, so to speak. I know this is a business still, this is your own business, but we're talking about, it's almost like you're starting a new department. This new department in your business needs some uh, space to be created. It does not come out of thin air. And if you're fully booked, it will never happen. So you need to create space. And how are you going to create space? Well, you're relying on the income of being fully booked almost, probably. It's kind of good. You can do what you want in life. And if you suddenly have a few less clients, it may hurt your income a bit. So in order to mitigate that, you raise prices and create space at the same time. So it's a bit like if you are employed and you suddenly get a salary increase. What I would suggest to anyone who su- where this suddenly happens one day, yeah, not very likely, but you know, <laughs> if it happens, <laughs> that you do not take the salary increase like right away and just spend it on stuff. You would take it to a savings account or put it away for holiday. And in, in this case, it's similar. Like if you raise your prices, you're not just gonna go on a splurging trip and buy nice things, you use it to create space to work on your new department. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you see a more of a reason to raise prices. So you're not like, oh, I can't raise prices. Like, no, I have to raise prices so that I can create space. So it starts with one day a week. And ultimately, I want you to move to two days a week. Okay. Where you are fully committed to your new department. And your new department is going to teach people how to do this themselves. Okay. So I know you might actually end up ultimately with two departments, if you want. I have good friends that have done this. They have become, you could say, a social media strategist. That is on the outside their full-time job. 
or even a business coach, online marketing, whatever. It's kind of this umbrella of helping people market their business online. And they will have an online course and a group program and maybe even a VIP day on how to do this. But ultimately, the people all go away and they do it themselves or they hire a team. Those things are all in my plans. <laughs> genau. Genau, I say it in German. <laughs> and then on the other hand, you could still have your agency uh, for the very best clients, for your VIP superstars, where you say, hey, actually, and you don't need to even do it yourself. You could have a virtual assistant or two that execute based on your strategy, if you want. Yeah. It depends on where you kind of your passion is. Would you want to still be doing that or not? I really like the strategy. I don't so much like the day-to-day -day management. So it would be good to get away from the day-to-day -day Facebook, Twitter management, especially with all the rubbish that's going on at the moment in social media. It's driving me crazy. Something different every week. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you would probably still need to be a bit on top of it in the strategy part, but the option is still there. You could hire people that execute for your clients if you want to, but something that you have, it's a strategic decision. You need a team anyway. Also, if you do the strategy, uh, you know, possibly a social media person doing your social media at some point. I would say that you map out a nine to 12 month plan where you make the transition. So I've made several transitions in my business. I transitioned from into one-on-one, -on -one, from one-on-one -on -one to groups. And uh, then there's another transition on the way uh, from groups to uh, where the online program Samba is my, the backbone of my business and the groups become secondary in my revenue generation. And uh, every time, this is like 12 to 18 months, this transition. I start something new, but you know, we don't start something new and then, oh, beautiful switch within one month. No, actually the transition in terms of revenue takes time. But I think you have to first get this one day for yourself to be start the transition. Then you go to two days and you could map this out in your calendar and say, okay, let's say from 1st of June, I have carved out full Fridays. Fridays are going to be my days off where I work on my new business, right? And then you could say uh, three months later, I have either raised my prices or I've started to earn some income in the new department that enables me to do two days a week for this. And then you eliminate it. And you might end up keeping a few clients, very loyal clients that are willing to high, pay higher prices until you feel comfortable. So I would not say, oh, now I'm not taking any new clients. You kind of get selective and you adjust them to your new pricing structure. Yeah, I think I've already been doing that for a while. So, But would you say that allowing yourself one whole day a week is better than an hour every night, for example? Yes, yes. I've tried both ways. Uh, for instance, I have a podcast day. So Wednesday is my podcast day. So People I talk to, like on our coaching, or I have podcast guests this afternoon, and I record two podcasts myself. I'm in the podcast mood. Yeah. So I'm in the space of podcasting. I'm not being pulled in different directions and not. And at the same time, I can even sit down and have my podcast sheet in between sessions and planning out future episodes. So it's all the podcast day. On my podcast day, I also do a, a Sigrun TV Facebook live show, which I do once a week. 
it feels very similar. I'm just going live for 30 minutes talking about topics that I anyway are similar to the topics bringing on the podcast. So yes, I have on Mondays and Tuesdays coaching, uh, mostly groups, but I do have some one-on-one uh, with my VIP masterminders so they can book a one-on-one. Or if I've now I've given away some one-on-one coaching sessions to uh, the raffle, the, the iTunes reviews that I gave out, but I'm much more effective if I keep it. So there are days where I say, oh, no, I can't, you know, write a blog post or write an email because I'm fully booked with calls or I'm doing my podcast. But then uh, Thursdays and Fridays, I start to keep free. It's an exception if there's a meeting in there. Maybe there's just no other way to uh, do it than have it there. But I try not to book in any meetings. It used to be just Friday. And I realized if I want to create a new program, if I want to write a book or whatever it is, then I have to have two days and not just one day. So in your case, you start with one day. And what is your next step? Your next step is to create a group program. It's not that you're going to run group programs forever, but it's going to be a course ultimately. But first, you need to be able to sell it to six people. I don't know what the fee is, but something that comes to your mind that feels fair. But ultimately, you're just creating the course. Jeff Walker mentioned this in his book, Product Launch Formula. It's called Seed Launching. Basically, you just email out to your list or post on social media that, hey, I am creating this program. Would you like to be a part of the beta round? And since you've been in the business for a while, you do not have to do it for free, but you do it for a reduced fee. So maybe ultimately you want to do a course that you sell for, I don't know, 250 or 397 and people would learn anything, everything about online marketing or social media or whatever to market their business. And first you run it as a group program because you create the content with the people. So every week you would say, okay, now we're going to tackle, I don't know how you would like to teach it, but... The first thing that comes to mind is just to cover the different platforms. So let's say one week would be all about Facebook, or actually maybe you have to do two modules on Facebook because it's humongous. And then you would create some content, but then you have a group call and take Q&A. And then you immediately think, oh, maybe the module needs to have this and this and that because you will learn from the questions you get. It's one of the best ways to create an online course is to run it once with a group. Do you have an email list? Yeah, uh, it's very small at the moment, but yes, I do have one. Yeah. So you could start by emailing your list and uh, have them sign up. This doesn't need a huge promotion. You only need, you need dedicated people for sure. They need to be willing to give you feedback and testimonial because ultimately you want to create a course out of this and have good testimonials. Uh, But if they're already on your list, it's likely that they are and you can have them sign up. You can also have an application if you want. And then you post on social media and then you get going and you could make it like a plan for yourself and say, hey, I'm going to get this group together in the next two months and it's going to be a six week program. Don't do it too long. I would relatively short six weeks. is a good number. Then you have a course that you can launch in the fall. So I'm writing at the moment, I'm writing a Facebook ads course. But would you say that was too specialized to start with? Do you think I need something more, more accessible to everybody? No, I think Facebook ad is does help. Like people are looking for Facebook ads. They're very confused what works and what doesn't work. And as you said, there are changes and uh, now some things are not allowed that was, were allowed. And Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you run a Facebook ad course, I would first 
run it with a beta round in whatever format you use. And maybe six people is too little if you already have created a lot of the content, but you need a beta round. You need people to give you feedback and testimonial. And uh, I would get it going. I would not totally finish the course before you sell it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the dangers because you're moving from done for your services to do it yourself. It's a little bit of a different audience that has different needs and you may not know them as well as you know your done for you clients. So the danger of creating the course fully before you sell it is that they didn't want exactly what you created, right? So um, no, I think you should go ahead with the Facebook ad course. In my mind, I think there's also a social media course needed because people have a lot of options on the different platforms that are underutilized and we don't always need to pay for everything. Although I totally agree that Facebook ads is something that everybody needs to be running. Of course, anyone can do it themselves. It's just time and strategy. It's time, time and strategy. Okay, so when would you be ready with your course? We want some commitments here. So when would you be ready with your course that you can done a test run? I think I could have it ready, not quite fully written, but ready within a month, perhaps less. So I could start the seeding within that time too. I can't start it within the next week because I have a huge uh, strategy report to get done. But after that, I can, yeah. So it's a twofold project. You have to find time. You have to carve out time. Make sure it's not just the weekends. I know it's a danger when we love our jobs that those things go to the weekend. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's probably happening right now. Yeah. Start to carve out one day a week where you can work on this. Start the seeding already. Tell people this is coming. Don't hide it. Don't finalize everything. Be spontaneous enough to put it out there. Get people in the program. And it's a soft launch. It's a beta round. I think it's good to not have like super high expectations. It's not a launch yet because you need to have people go through the course. And then you can launch it in the fall or even before the fall again. As soon as you're long done with a beta round, you can be basically go fast into a proper launch because if you haven't been promoting it heavily for your beta round, people are open for your launch more. So you've already taken the first steps of starting to create that course. Now you need to carve out the time, raise your prices, yep. test your course, and then you can launch it. And I'm excited for you, Kathy. Do you feel that you it's doable? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Very good. Very good. I am excited to see how this works for you. Hope to hear how that goes. Thank you. And yeah. wish you best of luck with your beta rub. Thank you very much. Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sig.com forward slash 177. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.